You kidding me? Uh, really? I, I guess we can make a bunch of loud racket noise so I can start eating food. Well, I told you about the food part, so I guess we can make some noise. This is Control Structure, episode 27, Ketchup Falling Off, for May 21st, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson. And now, the user is dead. Uh, big week? Yep, big week. I am now officially on vacation. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I will be exploring past, present, futures, alternate realities, the universe. Ha! <laughs> the universe! <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, whatever happened to him? Um. Apparently he died and came back a couple of times, and, like, the world ended, but didn't, or something. Hmm. That's too confusing. So. Uh, let's see. My weekend was full of a whole bunch of nothing. So, like a great weekend. Yes, it was. So. And then, at work, we pushed out a website, but, um... Apparently, they think it's still broken, so... Oh. Oh, well, the pain doesn't end. Welcome to life. And it's the reason why you have a job. Yep. So, at least the pay is somewhat good. That's good. Unlike my job. <laughs> so... Anyways, uh, you remember that, uh, one girl that, uh got expelled because she blew up her high school or something? Yes, I do, and I remember that there was a lot of protests about it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, apparently she won't face charges, which it's surprising that that's good news. I mean, it should have been, you know, pretty much concluded that she wouldn't since, uh, you know, it was a science room. Yeah... So, huh. So, anyways, um, let's see, instead of a Kickstarter of the week, how about some tools for Kickstarters? So, like, I'm trying to remember, you had a, a few tiers on your Kickstarter where you would, like, send out a t-shirt? Yes, I did. Well, a company has finally came out and, uh, can do... You know, t-shirts, hats, and stickers and stuff uh, for Kickstarter projects. So they have made a Kickstarter to help Kickstarters. 
Mm, no. Well, just... no, they built the company to help kickstart us. Yes. See a need, fill a need. Yep. So you can get going to, uh, you know, what you do best. And now for this week's installment of LOL Apple. <laughs> Whatever happened to Raspberry? Uh, I guess everyone noticed that it wasn't too great and uh, pretty much put their uh, Raspberry Pies on a toilet. So anyways, uh, LOL Apple. Um, apparently iPhones are more popular than babies. How do they come up with that? Well... Interesting statistic. At the end of 2012, there were 371,000 babies born per day, compared to 525,000 iPhones sold per day. I'm not sure who to thank or who to blame for that. Interesting. Well, I have a theory the reason why mobiles are more popular than babies, because everybody's on their mobile away from from everybody else. Hmm. True. So. Also. The, the, the human race is no longer reproducing. Also, phones are easier to carry around than babies. I don't know. At least you won't lose the baby. Well. I'm pretty sure people have lost babies. Yeah, I guess that's true. But but at least at least the battery doesn't die. Yeah, but then again, the baby energy system is sort of messy and biological and you. True, and it doesn't have a silent mode. And it leaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the old Xbox leaked, but hey, speaking of Xbox. Have you heard of the new Xbox? The new Xbox? Is that what they're calling it? No, they're calling it Xbox One. Xbox One? I thought we already had an Xbox One. That doesn't matter anymore. Huh. We have a new Xbox One. Really? Yes. So, um, yeah, this is pretty much what uh, a lot of people have been waiting for. So at least, uh, you know, some confirmation. So uh, as the rumors pointed towards it, the, uh, like the hardware inside is pretty much similar to a PS4 in that it has an 8-core uh, x86-64 processor in it, uh, probably an AMD uh, sort of APU kind of thing with a DirectX 11 uh, GPU inside of it. And uh, because it's x86-based, it will not be backwards compatible with the 360, which is based on PowerPC. So pretty much any of the games and stuff that you downloaded on 360 won't be compatible with this. 
Yeah, understandable, but come on. We've been expecting that for quite some time. Yeah, and why do people keep on expecting backwards compatibility for? I mean, it's only... Because they want to play the old games on the new system using the new graphics. Well, I mean, I kind of want to play my cassettes and my CD player, but none of the CD <laughs> players I found will let me do that. It's It's terrible. But, I mean, consoles aren't PCs, so why th- why should there be an ex- expectation of, you know, compatibility? So True. I mean, look, look at Nintendo. They never had compatibility, uh, except for with I think Game the, Boy DS. Well, DS. Um, I think the Wii might, might and, have played some And, yeah, the Wii you. can somewhat play... Yeah, the GameCube, but and and of course PS2 can play PS1. And... Yes, but if you look at like okay, Nintendo S S N A S N E S, Nintendo 64, exactly. And the PS1 wasn't compatible with anything else. And I'm not sure about Sega, but I mean. Judging by the history of consoles, backwards compatibility is sort of a, you know, a unicorn, if you will. Yeah. So. You know, it's, it's, it's slowing down progress. But. So, my, my suggestion is buy the, buy the new console. Well, buy, buy several old consoles for cheap. Yeah, that too. So, although it might be a while for, uh, you know, uh, you know, say it's 360s to start showing up at garage sales in mass. So, yeah, I guess that's true. And you never know, they might have been banned from Xbox Live, so. Um, uh, like the PS4, the Xbox One will have 8 gigabytes of RAM. It'll have a Blu-ray drive and 802.11 and wireless. Uh, it will also have a 500 gigabyte hard drive and USB 3. Uh, and apparently a next generation Kinect, uh, which will have a 1080p camera, and it will apparently be able to recognize your heartbeat for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, why? <laughs> or even how they did it, but okay. Actually, I have an idea of why. Quick, the year those dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that an electrical path through his controller. <laughs> All right, he's alive. <laughs> so and uh, you know, with a connect, you can do uh, lots of uh, voice commands and stuff. And the uh, the review reveal video that they did today um, was pretty much some guy standing on a stage saying. Xbox on, Xbox Snap, Xbox Skype, Xbox this and that, and Xbox ship my pants, and so forth. Sounds like Syria again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. And it also has, like, tons of multimedia features, and uh, apparently you can watch TV. I'm not exactly sure how or like. Well, t t t the TV part's been there for been been in other kind of technologies for quite some time. 
true, but um, the question is, well, will you have to require a cable subscription in order to do it? So, you know, it's sort of like uh, the HBO stuff that, you know, the HBO is doing that, you know, sure, you can watch their stuff online, but you have to also have an HBO cable subscription to, in order to do it. You can't just mm. you can't just go to HBO and say can has you or something. So and uh, stuff about the NFL. Apparently, you might be able to watch uh, football on there as well. So, um, and I think that at the end of the day, it's trying to be all things to all people, which is kind of bad because. That's what the game developers and publishers have been doing for a while, and it's not working well for them. So, you know, in their pursuit of making games for everyone, you know, making a single game be everything to everyone, they end up making games that cost them $20 million and more to make, and they, right. are, and they are not exciting or appealing to anyone. Correct. So I they, mean, t t t take a look at... Uh... Bioshock Infinity or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that game, I would say, was almost completely racist. <laughs> well, according to uh, Buckface, it's actually a pretty cool and uh, well-done game. Yeah. Well, it scored about the highest rating in the last, in last year or two. So, so, you know, these games that are rather bland... Uh, they end up not selling so well. Uh, or at least they do sell well, but they don't hit the uh, exorbitant uh, sales targets that uh, the company wanted. And uh, then there's already the games that ended up being all things for all people that didn't even try to do that. So I guess this is like sort of keeping up with the Joneses. Um, because everyone sees Call of Duty and they think that if they do everything like Call of Duty, that they will have their sales numbers. Hmm. So, and uh, the Jimquisition over on The Escapist uh, kind of illustrated this quite well. So, and I think it also might have to uh, deal with uh, some committee think. So, it's like, yeah, put this in there, put that in there, put this other thing in there. So, and... Yeah. Uh, and I also have a little bit to say about the name. Like, I'm not sure if it's stupid or genius, because, as I said, I thought there already was an Xbox One, so what do we call the one from 2001? Well, the one from 2001 was originally just called Xbox. True. There was, there was nothing after it. It was just Xbox. True, but even today, when people say the Xbox they might actually mean the 360. I don't know. Time time changes. So, so we're going to call it the first Xbox, the first Xbox One. So, the, hmm. the Xbox formerly known as Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the original Xbox. Hmm. Then we had the 360. Yeah. And then we had the one. Yeah, Microsoft has a problem with their numbers. <laughs> and that I think this is the only time that I've noticed like the number on the end of a product go down. Um 
But then again, I pointed this out on... Uh, well, 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 you had Windows 2000. Yeah, and then they kind of crashed with Windows 7. But then it went back up again with Windows 8. Yep. But those are and still... who knows where Vista comes from. Well, and then there's the thing about Windows 95. So... True. But, um... Anyway, uh, speaking of the Xbox One, uh, millions of people will say, I want one for Christmas. Um, Congratulations. Uh, whereas I do not want one. Neither do I. I have only two hands, but I have four PS4s. <laughs> Wait, I don't want a PS4 either, because I don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, we have awesome custom-built computers. We do. And um, just looking at the specs, I'm pretty sure my PC can run at least two circles around uh, this. Wouldn't surprise me. So, but But there are some benefits to having consoles. <laughs> You have a specific range that you have to stay within for the games. Yeah, and uh, the first uh, one that rolls off the line will be exactly the same as the last one, at yep. least at least from my performance and uh, software uh, standpoint. So, and, uh, you know, that grants a lot of consistency, you know, and one optimization that you do will be applicable to all units. So, anyways, so, yeah, apparently you'll be able to Skype from uh, the Xbox. And uh, maybe you can Skype from uh, these Xboxes to Linux. Because Microsoft just released Skype for Linux 4.2. And it looks nice. like it fixes a lot of stuff. And I remember, uh, you know, trying to use it on Linux, and it worked, but it was kind of buggy. So you didn't want to touch it too much. Hmm. Interesting. So, and uh, what Microsoft is also doing is that they're killing off their point system. So, like, I remember doing this for the uh, Fallout 3 DLC in that you had to buy these Microsoft points and then redeem them for whatever. And I think I got down to, like, maybe 40 or so points, but, uh, like, you had to, like, buy them in blocks of, like, 400 or 800 or so. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never really liked that system, because it's the same thing as a gift card. Get down to the last few dollars... Yeah. And it's like, what's the point? Yeah, and that that wasn't what annoyed me the most. What annoyed me the most was that I think they sold in multiples of like 400, but the DLC usually were sold in multiples of 500. So you had to uh, buy so you had to buy 800 points just to spend 500. You know that 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 sounds like the hot dogs dilemma. The hot dogs dilemma. Yeah, where, where 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 you get eight hot, or you get eight hot dogs in a pack, but you only get six buns in a pack. Hmm. 
You not you not remember this from the olden days? I thought I thought hot dog buns came in eight for, for a pack, and then the hot dog hot dogs themselves came in uh, ten. Possibly. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. But then the buns would always split. So you have like, <laughs> so you have this sort of hot dog sandwich with the ketchup on top, just you're know, like rolling around. And if you try to eat it like a sandwich, the ketchup would fall off. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so, and just as Microsoft is moving away from their points, Amazon has launched their Amazon Coin. So. Thankfully, that this is not mandatory for uh, like any uh, app developers, uh, and uh, I'm guess we're gonna be counting how long this lasts. <laughs> I mean, yep. I really wish that Google would do this, so we know that they'd eventually kill it. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, call your Congress turds right now to fix the DMCA. So this was this is in response to that uh, one bill that we had mentioned last week um, that would loosen up the DMCA to make circumvention of uh, DRM uh, legal if done for a non-infringing purpose. So, uh, for instance, you can unlock your cell phones and uh, mod your game consoles and uh, uh, make versions of works for deaf and blind people uh, without breaking the law. And? So, uh, call your Congress people uh, and make sure that they support this. So. Hmm. Cool. So, you heard of that one uh, blog site called Tumblr? Yes, I did. Have you heard of this uh, one old company called Yahoo? They're still around? Yeah. Um, apparently they survived the dot-com bust. But uh, apparently they're still around. And they just bought uh, this Tumblr uh, for 1.1 Instagrams. Or $1.1 billion. Huh. So... Uh, this will be interesting to what happens with this because Yahoo has bought several, a few other uh, companies. Uh, for instance, Delicious, which it was uh, like a, a social bookmarking site, uh, sort of like uh, Reddit and Dig. And they also bought Flickr, uh, which apparently they just revamped a little bit. Hmm. Why? Uh, apparently, they want to reach a younger, hipper audience, I guess. The best. You know, all they need to do is change their name from Yahoo to something. And people will think, oh, it's a new search engine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ironic thing is, is that Yahoo doesn't do search anymore. Uh, apparently, they farm it all out to Bing. Uh-oh. No wonder they're going downhill. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I I read somewhere that being in in a in a different language or something meant disease. 
So, and uh, let's see, I think 10 years ago that uh, Google actually powered Yahoo Search. So, things were uh, rather different back then. So, uh, you remember Newegg? I do remember Newegg. They stood up and won the shopping cart. The shopping cart patent. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Well, apparently they've also uh, done another... Uh, they also did another patent court battle thing. Uh, Man, they seem to be targeted a lot. Yeah. What's so, this one for? Uh, let's see, this one was against Acatel Lucent. Um, this was like a telephone company. And uh, apparently it was... Uh, let's see, I... So I need to read this one for a bit, but um, apparently it was like for like some ID or something that got transmitted for a product, um, like something like really simple like that, that you know, pretty much would underlie the foundation of pretty much any e-commerce site. So they were going around, uh, you know, how should I say? Uh, ruffling down the pockets of a lot of, you know, big shopping websites. Um, so they came across Newegg and uh, said Sue. And, uh, yeah, Newegg doesn't stand up, doesn't, uh, how should I say, they don't fold to patent trolls. Yeah, I guess they didn't do their homework. So, uh, apparently the... Uh, jury in East Texas, because East Texas is where all patent things happen, I guess. Uh, they pretty much invalidated the patent immediately. Um, and on appeal, they upheld it, but uh, apparently the the uh, Newegg chief legal officer really respected the guy that was on the other side arguing against him. But uh, he really didn't have a case. So... Huh. Um, so the thing is, is that, uh, they're, uh, this legal officer guy wants to try out a few other different tactics against patent trolls, but I'm not sure if, if, uh, other companies are afraid of suing them. So he can't really, you know, try these ideas out. So, but, you know, but... There's got to be some retard out there saying, you know, I don't care. These guys were morons. They didn't know what they were doing and sue anyway. Hmm. So, have you ever wondered how, how a CPU actually works? I do not because I do know how a CPU actually works. I studied it a little bit in... High school. We used to have these kind of movies, different episodes that would show like a virtual tour of the actual computer parts, network, CPU, RAM, hmm. name it, and it was awesome. So did did they uh, sort of take apart the uh, CPU itself and explain, you know, like the different units? I did, yes. <laughs> cool. So there's a, I found an article that pretty much does exactly that, that takes apart, uh, you know, everything on a CPU down to, like, the registers and stuff. 
uh, with an emphasis on x86. Mm-hmm. So, like it goes, uh, you know, the uh, the wisdom of the day is that a CPU can only do one thing at one time, and that's sort of true. But there is a lot of optimizations going on behind the scene, so that CPUs aren't really doing one thing at a time. And uh, you know, of course, today with multiple core CPUs, you can you know essentially multiply that by a lot. Yep. So, and also goes over, you know, what uh, hyper-threading is and how that sort of fits in. What is hyper-threading? Well, hyper-threading... What, what is hyper... See, hyper-threading is what Intel does to their CPUs to, you know, make it look like they have twice as many cores on the CPU than there actually is. And it does this by... Uh, sort of duplicating uh, as few of the you know the main parts like the registers, and sort of sharing the existing execution units that are on a core, and uh, you know sort of you know making up another core that sort of shares those resources, so you can potentially have a little bit of a speed up. Hmm. Interesting. So. Uh, contrast this with what AMD is doing. Um, they're sort of, you know, they essentially make uh, these two core modules, and they sort of share the same floating point units. So that's a radically different approach. So uh, speaking of Amazon, you know Amazon S three. <coughs> Amazon S3, no. Yeah, like their scalable storage service or something. Um, I did not know that. Yes, it's uh, what we used for our podcast here on the Nexus. Um, But as it turns out, S3 is not a very good content distribution network. So a content distribution network is something that websites use to speed up their load times and to, you know, store static data on another server somewhere, um, or rather servers, usually, that are scattered around the world, uh, so that, you know, it sort of cuts down on the latency. Uh, granted, you know, the website you might be talking to might be, you know, on another continent, but a lot of the images and JavaScript and stuff might be located on a server that's, you know, right next door or something, by comparison. Hmm. Oh, that is a good idea, yes. But uh, apparently uh, S3 is not a CDN like that. And uh, there's some ping tests here to explain why and how. Essentially demonstrates this. But, uh, you know, for a dumb storage bucket, it's okay. So... You know about uh, wiretaps on phones? Yes, I do. Something you see a lot in CSI movies. Yeah, so there's... uh, Apparently there's a law mandating that in telecom equipment. And uh, there's a push now going on towards, you know, doing that for the internet. But, uh, you know, there's people out there that try to break in 
uh, you know, to critical infrastructure. And if there's uh, back doors into this critical infrastructure, that means, you know, not just the government can be, uh, you know, keeping a tab on everything. You know, people like Anonymous and LulzSec, uh, you know, can essentially break into routers and stuff. And apparently, uh, the people in government and the FBI and stuff uh, didn't really think about this when, you know, they're saying, oh, we should, you know, mandate wiretaps and back doors into all these services. They didn't really think that someone else might break into those. Because, you know, if, <laughs> if that actually happened, you know, if those actually existed, you know, someone would break into them. Yep. So, you know, if there's, you know, such a backdoor into, say, Windows, you know, you know how many government agencies run Windows? You know, Windows is full of backdoors. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. But, uh, and, you know, there's rumors of, you know, maybe, maybe not the FBI and NSA was involved with them. Uh, but, uh, you know, if this was, like, mandated on a large scale... That, you know, say, the Chinese could break into the FBI, CIA, and stuff. True. It, it is a scary thought. Yeah. And so, you know what? A, a really even more terrifying thought was I was filling out, like, this form. When, when I was doing the Kickstarter, it asked me for my driver's license number. Really? And then it gave, and then it gave you five questions to verify who you are, and they were asking questions like, where 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 did you reside in so and so year? Who owns this so and so plot of land? Hmm. Things like that that you normally would not give out or ne never even pop up in a question. Yeah, I remember. Uh... Actually, it was back in college that uh, apparently, uh, for some reason, I had a freeze on my identity. And in order to apply for more college loans, that, uh, like, I needed to answer these rather weird questions, like, really specific. And they were all multiple choice. And, you know, I think, like, four of them were random, and one of them was, like, the one. And I'm like... Okay, this is, like, really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, and, like, I think one of them asked about, like, where my mom lived back in the 70s. Yep. That, that, that's where it just starts getting really creepy. Yeah. Especially since you can find this publicly. So. Anyways, uh, speaking of operating systems and whatnot... Uh, Linux Mint uh, 15 is coming, and it looks pretty cool. Looks like they're, uh, you know, sort of revamping the interface a little bit and, uh, you know, making things better integrated with their desktop environments, which is the one thing I don't get about Mint. There's two environments. Hmm. So... I will definitely be looking into that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'd make more comments, except for I'm not a Linux person. <laughs> yes. So I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Though I do remember when I was 
explore it a little bit with Linux. I, I remember you could set how many desktops you wanted. Yep. So, uh, also, uh, you're not into jQuery, are you? No. Well, I'm sort of learning the ropes, and I'm sort of new to JavaScript in general. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm sort of, you know, while I'm learning the ropes, I'm learning that it's, you know, sort of cool. Uh, but here's an article explaining some of the uh, native functions that use just plain old JavaScript instead of using jQuery. So if you have, you know, like maybe two or three things that uh, you want to use jQuery for, maybe you don't need that, and they're just, you know, something simple like applying a CSS class or inserting elements into, you know, the page. Mm-hmm. No. Huh. I need. I need to go. I need to go learn a new language sometime soon. Yep. Though, though lately at work I have been learning new optimizations and entity framework. Oh, that's. Uh, I think it's like that. Uh, oh, was it that object relational manager for or something for .NET? Something like that. I'm. I start in more detail on when I get back off my vacation. Okay. So you hear that uh, living in California is kind of expensive. Who does not know that fact? Well, I'm not sure. Maybe people from not real places like Minnesota don't know that. Not real. <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently everywhere is a not real place. Um, so, yeah, it's really expensive to live in California. And uh, apparently there is an article in the New Yorker uh, that sort of you know, looked into like the next golden age of Silicon Valley. And uh, this guy here wrote a response. And it sort of brings up, uh, you know... You know, there's apparently a growing homeless problem in San Francisco. And uh, he sort of, you know, explains this in that, you know, tech companies have a more, how should I say, even or fair split of the company ownership amongst its employees than other uh, companies in other industries. So uh, I think he gives... Uh, like some percentage here. So, uh, the average, yeah, of the top 100 tech companies granted 19% of their total ownership to non-senior executive employees. So, like, 19% of the company was held by, you know, like, middle management and, you know, like, everyday workers. Uh, for the rest of corporate America, that number was 2%. So, like, 20 per, uh, 10, per, 10 times more of the company was owned by employees of tech companies. So, you know, that makes, you know, like, middle management uh, millionaires. So, hmm. like, all these millionaires, you know, they're like, hey, I have, like, millions of dollars. I want to go buy a nice house. So that, in turn, drives up the prices of all the real estate. Uh, so that, you know, like a one-floor beat-up 
ranch house that needs a lot of work is suddenly selling for $2 million. So that's, you know, forcing a lot of people to be homeless. Hmm. So, um, and like it also, this article also goes on a rather interesting uh, divide here about how, you know, uh, Silicon Valley and like the tech community is mostly libertarian. Uh, but apparently uh, most of Google, uh, Apple, and like other companies, their employees mostly donated to the Obama campaign. So it's a rather interesting, uh, you know, thing going on here. few podcasts ago uh let's see i think it might have been when uh buckface was on that uh we talked about zopfleet for pngs so uh zopfleet is the uh new algorithm from google that uh is uh essentially an implementation of deflate which is one of the most common compression algorithms out there for data so uh, with Zopfly, you can you know squeeze down uh, your data uh, you know to a little bit smaller to about an average of eight percent smaller, and apparently you can do this with PNGs. So uh, over the I think it was over the weekend when I was doing nothing, I was actually compressing the PNGs on my blog and the uh, the archive of large images as well. Uh, with Zopfleet, and I noticed that uh, you know it was generally somewhere around five to ten percent compression, but on like two or three, it was upwards of like twenty, even thirty percent smaller. That's so. that's really good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my CPU was pegged for like three hours doing it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have an i7-2600, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, going for, like, three hours, so... And, uh, I also learned a little bit about the, uh, Windows batch script commands, like, for loops and stuff. And, uh, I'll be making a blog post soon about that. That'll be good. I look forward to it. Yep. So, uh, Ian gave us some feedback this week. And uh, first off, uh, Google Storage. Andrew is wrong. Currently, you get 10 gigs for Gmail and 5 gigabytes that is shared between Drive and Photos. So 15 gigabytes of unified storage is exactly the same amount you had before. Okay, fine. I'll admit that I was wrong. But it's still a problem because Gmail now has 10.1 gigabytes of storage. And 10.1 plus 5 is still more than 15. So hell, hell will still be raised by some people. And is your roommate dying or something? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, well, I, don't 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 worry too much about it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't use Google Photos. You know, I don't use fancy things like Google Photos because I don't have fancy things like good cameras, you see. Uh, because someone's dad refuses to be on the gadget show. <laughs> so, uh, Ian really liked the uh, old languages article about uh, the uh, words that are shared between multiple language families. Uh, and I speak of human language families, not uh, stuff like Fortran and Pascal. You know, we, 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 we need to do that one sometime. What's that? Concommonality among programming languages. Hmm. I'll keep my eyes out. And uh, CEOs and pyramids. Chris the Comedian strikes again. So, good job, Chris. So that's what I'm being called now? Yeah. Although, I'm not sure if your other nickname, Tom Chris, is better. Tom Chris? Yes. Um, Never heard of that one before. Yeah. Must be from the Innuendo show. Actually, no. Squirrel's been saying it on the Gadget show. Huh. Yeah. So, um, if life had steam achievements and getting married was one of them, I would propose in a heartbeat. (laughs) So then would a divorce also be an achievement? Hmm. I'm not sure. Find out next week. I'm I'm not sure if the uh, divorce would be a good thing or a bad thing. Because well, it depends. Do 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 you have the abuse your spouse achievement? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, if you would like to submit stuff for us to uh, talk about or go over, or just to say hi, um, or complain about Chris eating on the show, uh please don't hesitate to use the contact function and uh, make sure the show is... uh, uh, was it? Control structure. That's what this is. (laughs) Fail. This this is not at the Nexus. This is not 8-bit. This is not the fringe. This is control structure. So, and don't forget that today is International Backup Awareness Day, so back up your stuff every day. So, I, uh, Indeed. yes, I uh, just went through a lot of my music yesterday, and I backed up that, along with my playlists. So, uh, let's see, and, uh, hi, Mom. Sounds not... good. So, your, your mom doesn't listen to this anymore? Uh, typically not, no. So, uh... So, hi, Ian. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Squirrel. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping next week I'll have a guest on here. Oh. Uh, a co-worker of mine. He's a technology fanatic. Nice. So, uh, let's see. Coming up this week. Uh, Memorial Day is coming up this week. Indeed. Next Monday. So, so get out and... Do stuff. Well, <laughs> maybe if it's not that hot. Um, it doesn't matter. Get out and do stuff. Because, uh, well, for the past couple of days, it's been like 85 to 90 degrees. And really? uh, apparently with a slight chance of tornadoes. 
Uh, well, at least the forecast for Monday at this point is a cool 72. So, yeah. And uh, I think you might recall that I'm allergic to the changing of seasons. Allergies? Yeah. Um, in the welcome, past... welcome to the other 98% of the population. Well, like, I know all about allergies, dude. Um, like, you know, when they, uh, when you go to the allergy doctor and they put those dots of water on your skin and they prick you? Yep. Um, I could always tell which one was the maple pollen because that was so much bigger than all the other ones. Hmm. So, like, I am not quite deathly allergic to maple pollen, so... Like, about two weeks before all the twirly things come down, I'm a mess for, like, two days or so. <laughs> so, and this was a real problem for me growing up, because the town I grew up in, about 11 out of every 10 trees were maple trees. So, I was out of it for a long time. Um... Uh, other than that, you know, there's just the minor stuff about, you know, the normal stuff. Grass, mold, dust, cats. So, I even mm. I even had a cat growing up, um, but I was totally fine. But then going to Grandma's house, you know, that sideboard lived with, like, eight cats. <laughs> and... It felt like my nose was being punched whenever I walked in there. So. But, uh, yeah. Strange thing. We've had about two changing of seasons in the past month. So. That annoys me a little bit. And, uh, I think it was just last week that, you know, I'm like, Yay, it's summer already! Wait, what? It's not even June. <laughs> so, you know, summer didn't even give spring a chance and just rolled right on in. So, <sighs> yeah. So that's just about it. Uh, thank you for listening to my rant about stuff. Anytime, that's what friends are for. Oh, thanks. So, uh, I am Andrew Bailey. And I am Chris Thompson. And have a big week. You too. Adios.